It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, James Van Osdel. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here at Rivet Radio in downtown Chicago, an absolutely gorgeous building. I'm here with James Van Osdel, old friend and colleague. Thank you so much for having me up here to do my little podcast in your studios up here. That's well, great having you. And this building, this, this is a historical building. This is the old Daily News building. Yeah. So there's legit news history. It's this cool Art Deco building right off the Chicago it's River. Super gorgeous inside and out. I was telling you when I walked in here, you, you previously, Bill, you and I previously did radio at Merchandise Mart, which is another just gorgeous building. Love so that building. That must be in your writer that just nothing less than the most spectacular buildings in Chicago. Right, because clearly I have a writer. Right. And you know what else is neat? The uh, water taxi is right outside. So if you want to hop on a boat and go for some dim sum in Chinatown, you could just do that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's an awesome place. That's incredible. So you got a couple things going on that we can talk about here. Let's start with Rivet, though. Um, Rivet Radio, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, why don't you bring us into the company, what it is, how Sure. R- Rivet is news for the technology age. Think of news for Pandora users. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, traditional radio has its routine. You hear the same news stories over and over. It is, you know... You get the same weather and traffic information ad nauseum. You never hear the same story more than once on Rivet. It is, stories are as long on Rivet as they need to be. They're as long as they're interesting. And we, we cover a variety of categories. We have a full newsroom here. And, you know, around the clock, we are churning out original content. And it's been, a, it's been a great ride so far. I've been here for about a year and a half. We're on Android. We're on uh, Kindle Fire. We're on iOS devices. We're also heard in cars, like Land Rovers and Jaguars. So I'm told. I, I'm, I'm taking that one on faith. I, <laughs> I, I've never actually been in one of the, in a Jaguar or a Land Rover. Uh, and there's a lot of neat stuff going on with Rivet. So it, you know, it's a classic startup situation, but it's been a really exciting one. It's to me, it's an evolution of of media. This is where this is where the proverbial puck is headed. Sure. How did you get involved with Rivet? How did that start? It's kind of awesome. I was fired from a job that I didn't belong in. And I was on the beach, or close enough. I actually spent my days unemployed at the end of August 2013 at my local community pool, which, you know, what a gift. Uh, And a friend of mine said, hey, you should check out something Charlie Meyerson is doing. Now, Charlie has a long news history in the market, WXRT, WNUA, uh, WGN, Tribune. He's, you know, very well-known and respected journalist. I met him briefly at the station that replaced Q. Yeah, I'm sure you did. The news station. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So my friend said, you know, Charlie's up to something. You should email him. So I emailed Charlie, and we talked on the phone, and Charlie kind of gave me the breakdown of what Rivet was going to be, and uh, it just worked out. He gave me a shot. Clearly, my news experience was doing news on Q101, which, as you know, not the most detailed or (laughs) well-thought-out news organization. Um, It just... it just worked out. My lack of experience in some ways helped me over here. We have a different approach to news. It's more conversational. It's a lot more, it's just a different way of telling stories. And I think not having that ingrained experience has helped me. And and Charlie saw something in me and he brought me over. Well, and is it something where like, you know, as you progress in your career, you probably don't want to be introducing Metallica songs anymore. Oh no, you're totally right. I, (laughs) I, I was done with music radio, and still am. I was done with music radio in 2011. Music radio is done with music radio. It, it pretty much is. And 
I knew I, I could never go back. I didn't want to go back. And the long-term prognosis for that industry is it's a tough one. So, yeah, I mean, I need to move forward in my career and what I'm capable of and what I do. And this was the right place, the right concept, the right everything. And it's worked out great. You know, you're somebody who I've been lucky to know for a very long time, one way or another through a lot of like different media kind of cross paths. And you've always been somebody who's pursuing different things. You've done podcasting, you've done uh, writing, you're doing this now. Like why, what keeps you moving forward versus trying to stay on kind of the same page? I, I think, well, I think we're very much of like mind. I, 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 the people I talk to tend to all have the same personality type. We're always trying to do new things. We're always interested in testing new things out. I did a legit cube farm job where I worked in a cube farm. All the cubes were just low enough so that you had zero privacy and, you know, clock in at a certain time, clock out. It's just not for me. It works beautifully for other people. They know exactly what they're getting day in and day out. I kind of like the unpredictability. I like the, you know, the shifts and the changes. And, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be two years from now, but I'm really excited about the path I'm taking to get there. I like keeping things interesting. I like podcasting. I like trying new creative things. Yeah. So you're at Rivet now. Kind of bring us into what you're doing inside this company. What's your day-to-day like? One of the, kind of the point we were just talking about, I, I don't like a set job where, you know, I do the same thing every day. You know, today I'm going to file 10 reports. Today I'm going to contact 10 clients. My job's different every day. I work in the, the overall programming of Rivet. So I work with reporters and producers on scripts and delivery. I work on curating analytics and metrics. I uh, help with some social media stuff, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're uh, working on some cool stuff that's going to launch this fall. And I'm building some content to support that right now. It, the job shifts every day. And that's what makes it interesting. That's what it should be. It should. Yeah. I realize there's that cliche that you know it's not called going to, going to fun. It's called going to work. But I have fun going to work every day because the job throws curves curveballs and it's interesting. Now it seems like the company is doing really well. The startup Rivet. Um, there's a couple articles that have been in Cranes about you guys getting some funding and it. You know, kind of what has the response been? Um, you know, whether from, like, investors, from listeners, from the media community, like, how are people receiving Rivet? Well, I mean, you're seeing all the same stuff I do. I, it, it seems like all the momentum's there. I think we're really proud of this product, and we're finding new ways to grow it. And in some ways, you're not even seeing all all the moving parts yet. The response has been really good. You know, it, it's a startup, so it is a slow build. Um, as it's building, I think we're finding fans. And I think people who are happy to ditch the old the old model of, you know, I'm going to turn on news radio and I'm going to hear the same story every 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Rivet might go deeper on things I'm interested in, or I can customize it. So if I don't care about government and politics, I never have to hear one of those stories, which as we head toward an election season might be attractive to some people. Uh, So I think the response has been good. You mentioned investment money. It's there. Um, I, I know we're constantly, you know, talking to investors as a startup does. And I hope it keeps coming in because, like I said, I think this is a fantastic product and we're all pretty vested in it. What kind of stories are you personally doing that you're the most excited about? Because you cover you you've always been not just a music person. You and I have always bonded over comics like but you have a wide range of interests. So what kind of stories are you bringing to Rivet? You know, I'm doing a lot less these days at Rivet, story-wise, I do try to sneak on the app as often as I can. You know, like when C2E2 was here a month and a half ago, I went out there for Rivet, covered that, did a bunch of interviews, talked to Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, 
<laughs> which for some, for whatever reason, that's been a career highlight of, or at least of this year so far. Um, you know, I do things like that, but I also help with other pieces of content. For instance, uh, A.D. Quigg, who's one of our reporters and producers here, really talented person. Uh, she started a feature called The Weekly Nope, which is basically like weird news, it's stories that make you say, Nope. Like, oh, crap. Are you serious? You know, raining spiders in Australia, sure. you know, a home overrun by snakes. I enjoy content like that. So I, I try to help push stuff like that along as well. Something else you are doing um, coming up is it's called Uptown Live. Uh, Uptown Live with James Van Osdell. It's a weekly live stage show at the new Uptown Underground, which is a newer venue um, in the north side of the city, right? Yeah. it's a, You know where the... Uh, the vacant borders is in Uptown next to the right. Riv. It's right across the street from there. Uh, yeah, Uptown Underground, it's built like a, an old speakeasy. Most days of the week, they're hosting burlesque. If you like burlesque, you're going to love James Van Ostel, uh Sunday nights. <laughs> and you said weekly. It, it was supposed to be weekly, June 21st through the end of July. Uh, the week of the 28th had to be canceled. It was explained to me that uh, it's a gay pride week and they can make more money doing a gay pride event. Sure. To which I said, how gay do you want me to be? Right. Like let, let's keep this show in the books. I I will I will gay it up, but no. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, well, it looks like a really cool live show, and obviously you have all this experience in radio, broadcast, podcasting. Is this something you've done a lot of previously? Like you know, kind of bringing a live stage show to a live venue because now live podcasts, live shows, whatever you want to call them, are a real thing. I've never done it. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I, did, I guess I did it in radio. I mean, I did you know live events in radio when I hosted Local 101 on Q101. I would do my annual live Christmas show. We'd have bands on stage at Metro, and I'd do interviews with them. Um, but I've never done anything like this in front of an audience, but I do it all the time on WGN. And in life, I've, I've done plenty of interviews, and I, I certainly stack the deck for these shows with people who I know are entertaining and who I also know. Uh, so I think it'll be fun. Well, and you have uh, Jim Lynham co-hosting with you. I mean, I know this, but for people listening... What's your background with Jim? Uh, people would know him from Q101 and, and just a lot of the alley ads. If you the dare. The alley ads, I think, are his, his legacy. Which, it's good to have a legacy, I suppose. Uh, yeah, he was the yelling guy, you know, Belmont and Clark, if you dare, that yeah. guy. And uh, Jim and I go way back. You know, he started at Q101 in the late 90s. He came over with a lot of the then-exiled Rock 1035 people. Uh, he went on to be the executive producer of Man Cow Show. He was uh, Jim Jesus. On there, and you know, I've always I always got along with Jim, and uh, he's a very funny dude, and he's he's my Andy Richter, he's my Ed McMahon. That's awesome. So he's going to be co-hosting with you. Who are some of the guests you have coming up? I know that um, on the twenty first, which is a Sunday, June twenty first, is the first show. So who's on that show? Who's coming up beyond that? It's going to be fun. Uh, the first show, comedian Mike Maxwell. Also, the men of Man BQ. Man BQ is a social club mm-hmm. uh, dedicated to grilling and smoking meat. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a dude social club. They have their own cookbook with another one on the way. They're going to do a, a live demonstration That's on awesome. stage. Because really, live talk shows need food demonstrations. That and animals, really, animal things. Michael McDermott, singer-songwriter, will be joining me. Also, comedian-slash-commentator Felonious Monk will That's be on awesome. stage. He's fantastic. And uh, Helm, uh, his friend Mike Helm, will be joining him on stage, too. So that's the 21st. Um, I saw Josh Cater from Smoking Popes is on one of these. Like, yep. Who else is coming up beyond? Uh, sure, Josh will be there. Rock photographer Paul Natkin will be talking about some of his legendary 
rock rock pictures. Like, I mean, if you see some of the stuff, I mean, you'll you'll know it instantly. Uh, the iconic picture of Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes, some great Johnny Cash stuff. He went on tour with the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour and has lots of great pictures. So we'll be talking about some of his history. Uh, Nan Fisher, who is one of the people behind Bloodshot Records. Nan is great. And she's she's- fantastic having an amazing year. Sorry well, she she did the keynote at Columbia College, which was fantastic. Uh, so just a really interesting perspective on Chicago music, um, independent artistry, I guess. Um, more comedians, Paul Farivar, um Gosh, it, it is, it's a long list. Uh, Dastardly, a band will be performing sure. live. They have a new record coming out. They do, which is really good. Uh, Super Happy Fun Club, which is Kostub Pendov's uh, band, Kostub mm-hmm. of Lucky Boy's Confusion. Alderman James Kappelman from Uptown will be joining me one night. Uh, Jared Leonard, the guy behind Rub's Backcountry Smokehouse, will be doing a barbecue demonstration, which, you know, and uh, it, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So how can people find out about Uptown Live and follow it? I know that the Facebook page is pretty loaded. What's the URL for that? How can they find it? Oh, it's on Facebook. If you search Uptown Live, you can get there. And also, it, you can get tickets and more information on UptownUnderground.com. Okay. UptownUnderground.com. Um, you mentioned the – you mentioned barbecue – and I can't believe I didn't even have this in my notes because this is such a big thing you do now. You have Car Concarni. Is that? Yeah, it's uh, in a nutshell, Haima. It's the world's only barbecue podcast recorded in a car. That's amazing. <laughs> so here's what I do. Uh, my friend Mike Bratton and I, every two weeks, go to a different barbecue place. And we take barbecue to go and we eat it in the car and we turn my Mazda 3 into a recording studio. We mic it up and we podcast from there. It seems like a labor of love in the sense that, like, what's not to love about going to get barbecue with your friend every week, recording it and eating it in the car? Well, exactly. I mean, it's selfishly, it's a way for us to find an excuse to hang out. Because, you know, as you become an adult, you have kids, it's hard to make time just to mess around with a friend, goof around. Um, this is our way to do it, and we've found a way to, you know, legitimize it. And uh, that podcast, Carcon Carne, the world's only barbecue podcast recorded in a car, is kicking off the podcast stage at Taste of Chicago on July 8th. That's a, I mean, that's amazing that there's a podcast stage. Uh, it says a lot, doesn't it? I, when I talk to people about podcasting right now, I, I refer to cereal as our smells like teen spirit. That's a great way to say it. That's a great way to say it. Now everybody, alternative music existed before Nevermind. But then it became like a thing. And that's now a great way to say it. And now people know what podcasts are, which is, you know, amazing. So you guys are going to be on the... Um, the Taste of Chicago stage, how did that come about? Did they reach out to you? They reached out to me. I think friend of a friend said, hey, you should talk to these guys. So as I told Mike, looks like we have to prepare an outline for this one. That's great. So you're going to get some live barbecue on stage at the Taste of Chicago? I guess, Chicago. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get a, you know, a handful of tickets, and we'll walk around and bring the stuff back, and we'll eat, and we'll talk, and maybe have some guests on there with us. That's. I'm excited. Amazing. I think it's going to be yeah. a blast. No, I think that's great. So you have Ribbit. You have Uptown Live. You have Car Concarni. What else is going on? <laughs> not that that's not enough, but I, I always, I know you always have a lot going on. I want to make sure we're not missing anything. Uh, WGN. WGN. Yeah. I also do uh, part-time weekend work on the air. At WGN. You do the, the graveyard shift a lot. That seems to be my designation. Yeah. <laughs> the the two to five a.m. shift. If if that guy can't work, call James. But you bring in really interesting guests. You had me before South by Southwest mm-hmm. and during South by, which I was. Very appreciative for, but you you bring in like burlesque dancers, you bring in the the challengers comics guys, a lot of. Well, here's my philosophy. I, I have a couple of philosophies about this. Usually, when they have me on, it is the middle of the night on a weekend. 
my feeling is if you're listening to the radio at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday into Sunday, you want to hear people having a good time. You don't want to hear lengthy political arguments. You want to hear it should be fun. It's 2 o'clock in the freaking morning on Sunday. So I try to make it fun. And I like having guests at that time of day. And just unlike, you know, traditional uh, talk shows that run when the sun is out, I don't have co-hosts. I don't have, you know, a, a phalanx of people supporting me and, and talking with me. So guests help me keep the show moving. And I, I try to find people who at least I find interesting, because if I find them interesting, hopefully I can find a way to make them interesting to the people listening. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, you know, uh, a few weeks ago when I got to come up for the evening pre-South By and, and hang out with Patrick Bauer and, and some of the other great guests you had it was a lot of fun i have so. a great time i it, it you know it, it feels like there are no rules at night and you know we were talking about music radio earlier music radio has got got a tough road ahead i still think there's so much value to local radio and i think talk sports talking sports really are the two that have the greatest chance of survival well i think just all the you know as we see like you know spotify is incorporating podcasts which i'm excited about oh yeah Apple Music is the new service that sounds like it's going to be very radio-centric. So it seems like people... Wait, hang on. It's going to be centric around one radio station so far, which is nuts. Yeah. You know, so that's the radio. Yeah, okay. Now. But it seems like people still want the concept of radio. It's just shifting away from a dial that you tune in your car. It's funny. You know, we interview intern candidates here at Rivet, and we'll ask a lot of them, do you listen to radio? Nope. Like, not, not even on the radar. Of no. people 20 and under. It's just not. I see the same thing when I teach. Oh, yeah, at Columbia College, I'm sure you see the same thing. Yeah. And these kids care more about music than anyone, but they're not getting it from the radio. They're getting it from Spotify, YouTube, their friends, going to shows. It's in the car, and that's not even a consideration. You know, they're Bluetoothing whatever from their phone. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I, I feel like Twitter is one of the great places to follow you for being able to keep up with all this, um, twitter.com slash James Van Ossel, right? Yeah, I, I still love Twitter. I, I've, I've, I've always been a fan. It's a great, I, it's a great place to chat, I think. Um, and you really learn who your funny friends are. Yeah. You can yeah. sort them out pretty quickly. Facebook is for learning who your racist friends are and not being <laughs> friends with them anymore. And Twitter is for learning who your smart friends are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, James Van Ostel, always a lot going on. It's always great to chat with you on and off the mic. Thank you so much for taking some time today and for letting me do this here at Rivet. This is fantastic. I'm so glad you got to see it. It's one of those things. I'm gl- when I realized you were coming up, I thought, oh, I should have more friends come by because this, yeah. this is pretty cool. I, I should be showing this off more. No, it's fantastic. Um, Uptown Live, search it on Facebook, best way to find it, and then everything else you're doing, just keep up with you online. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Haima. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to James Van Osdell for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaima Black. Dynasty Descend.